Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why listen to the rest when we're the best? This is Clinical Pearls. A special thank you to Katie Pedrick, a family medicine physician from Texas A&M, currently serving in Peru, for bringing this vital topic to our attention. Previous evidence suggests that oral contraceptive use, especially during adolescence, may increase a woman's vulnerability to depression in the short term. A recent late August 2019 new publication seems to reaffirm that association. Well, what are we supposed to do with this information? Is it time to put the brakes on hormonal contraceptives in adolescence? Let's review this new study as well as a 2016 larger population evaluation and provide for us some perspective and clinical guidelines. Depression is the leading cause of disability and suicide deaths worldwide. Beginning in adolescence, women are twice as likely as men to develop depression. Converging evidence from animal studies and humans also suggests that the gonadal hormones estrogen and progesterone and even testosterone may be important biological contributors to the observed sex differences in depression risk. Oral contraceptives, of course, contain synthetic forms of estrogen and progestin while suppressing endogenous production of estrogen, progestin, and testosterone, and may therefore alter a woman's vulnerability to depression. The literature examining the possible relationship between hormonal contraception and mood disturbances, namely depression, have had conflicting results throughout the years. In 2016, a group of Danish investigators led by Skovlin et al. published their results in JAMA Psychiatry. That publication was the Association of Hormonal Contraception with Depression. This study was a review of over a million Danish women over the age of 14 using hard data points like true diagnostic codes and prescription records. Their findings showed that there was indeed a strong association between the increased risk of depression and all types of hormonal contraception. The authors took advantage of Denmark's nationalized information collection system, including the diagnosing and prescribing data of practitioners. This exists because the country has a well-designed and organized national health system that allows for tracking of codes and prescription habits. This study looked at women between the ages of 15 to 34 years of age between the years 2000 and 2013. These researchers excluded women with pre-existing psychiatric conditions as well as those who could not be prescribed hormones due to certain medical conditions like history of blood clots. They also excluded women who were pregnant or who were within six months of pregnancy. 
the researchers analyzed hormonal contraceptive use and subsequent depression in two different ways. They evaluated women who had received a diagnosis of depression as well as women who had received a prescription for antidepressants. These analyses were run separately and they obtained statistically equivalent results. Here is the shocking results from 2016. All forms of hormonal contraception were associated with an increased risk of developing depression, with higher risks associated with the progestin-only forms, including the IUD. Now, this risk was highest in teens aged 15 to 19, and especially for non-oral forms of birth control like the ring, the patch, and the IUD. Now, the fact that the IUD was linked to this increased risk of depression was new since we usually think that the IUD gives very small levels of systemic hormones. So, how do we reconcile this information? Well, first, remember that this may show an association, but it yet does not prove causation. It's time for a quick editorial about this result. Remember, it's important to note that while the risk of depression among women using hormonal forms of birth control was clearly increased, the overall number of women truly affected was quite small. Approximately 2.2 out of 100 women who used hormonal birth control developed depression, but this was in comparison to 1.7 of 100 who did not. So, this indicates that only some very small number of people may be ultimately susceptible to this side effect. Remember, we're going to cover a systematic review from 2018 and, of course, our topic for this podcast, the recent August 2019 study. But we have to put this 2016 study first in perspective. Number one, remember that oral contraception or contraception in general is very common in the age studied in this 2016 paper. Second, remember that depression is an overall common diagnosis anyway. So you take two very common conditions and study them together. Of course, an association may present. We are going in chronological order from 2016, now covering the systematic review in 2018, and then we'll touch on the most recent 2019 publication. In 2018, Worley et al. published a systematic review on the relationship between progestin hormonal contraception and depression. Remember, we just covered a 2016 review that showed that hormonal birth control, especially progestin-only methods, may be linked to an increased risk of depression. As we've said before, in medicine, data moves very quickly. So two years after that 2016 paper, this systematic review was out. The authors identified 26 studies that met inclusion criteria. This included five randomized controlled trials, 11 cohort studies, and 10 cross-sectional studies. According to the authors, despite perception in the community of increased depression following the initiation of progestin-only contraceptives, the predominance of evidence does not support an association based on true validated measures. 
Once again, this is in contrast to the study just released two years before this systematic review. This brings us to the most recent publication in late August 2019, published in the Journal of Child Psychology and Psychiatry. The authors are Andrel and Chen, and the title is Oral Contraceptive Use in Adolescence Predicts Lasting Vulnerability to Depression in Adulthood. These Canadian researchers examined over 1,200 women in the U.S. using the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey for whom information on depression and age at first oral contraceptive use was publicly available. They compared women who reported first use of oral contraceptives in adolescence to women who had never used oral contraceptives and women who had first used oral contraceptives in adulthood on one-year prevalence of major depressive disorder assessed by trained interviewers. They found that women who used the pill as teens were between 1.7 and 3 times more likely to develop clinical depression than women who never used the pill. The risk was consistent even years after first use when women had stopped taking the pill. Even the lead author, Christine Anderl, stated that these findings do not prove that one can cause the other. The lead author goes on to recognize that while there appears to be waves of women choosing to abandon the pill because of these types of results, she stated that these results shouldn't deter people from the method of birth control, stating, of course, that the pill does have some very obvious non-contraceptive benefits. As we get to the end of the podcast, a very important editorial must be made. Oral contraceptives come in a variety of hormonal strengths and formulations and are not always prescribed strictly to prevent pregnancies. The women surveyed in the birth control study were not asked about the type of pill they were using, so that was not factored into the study. The data also did not show whether the risk of depression increased for women who took the pill for a longer period of time post-adolescence. Well, that's a wrap. What are we supposed to do with this now five-day-old publication stating a possible increased risk of depression in those who use birth control starting in adolescence? Well, remember that the use of contraception is vastly common in the population studied, as is, sadly, the diagnosis of depression. So looking at two very common conditions in the same population clearly is likely to show an association. According to experts, it is still much greater in benefit to protect against unintended pregnancy in the adolescent population than worrying about the propensity for future depression. Of course, it's always important to look at individual patient characteristics in choosing the appropriate contraceptive agent. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.